Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My so-called fabulous, I'm Tiffany. Welcome everyone, welcome to this show today. I, I, you all know I love my food. I love being a chef. I love cooking and all the details. And I am so blessed to bring another fabulous chef in the studio today. Everyone welcome Chef Juan Rodriguez with Magdalena's. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome yourself. I know, right? I know. It's so good to see you. You too. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I usually see you in my home because for years and years, Magdalena's has been my go-to. And Uh, You know, it's great working with you, collaborating with you. But when this happened, it was like, I know, because (laughs) I have witnessed it. I have been with you, your team, your wife, Paige, and oh my gosh, all of the people. And I'm just so proud of what y'all are doing. Thank you. No, you've been a big supporter of Magdalena's and we really appreciate it. It's been, uh, it's been, um, it's been great for us and, um, you know, we just love coming to your home and, and cooking yes, for y'all. It's always do. fun. It's we a lot do. of fun. We have to laugh because um, one of your employees and that I just love, he must be like family to you, James. We're yes. talking about you, James. But <laughs> James got stuck in my elevator one time and he, he thought it was haunted. He won't ever get back in. So I have to hold his hand. It was pretty funny. But, what, you know, what? why I say this, too, is you have a team and you you said your kitchen staff is up to 18 now. Mm-hmm. Um, staffing and then the front of the house. I didn't even ask you how many people. It, I mean, that's a lot because you have a full service catering. And I want to say boutique, but is it really boutique anymore? Oh. I don't even know what the definition. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've, we've just had our, our big uh, staff meeting and we talked about going back to our boutique uh, experience. And, and really, I think the boutique experience, uh, part of it comes with creating those connections with with our clients, with our guests, um, where people still know our name. They know James. They know Baxter, my chef. And, um, we don't get lost in so many people. And we'll scale, but not to where people don't know, right, know right. who's behind it. And, you know, I use the I, I did a blog post about you guys and, and I use the word boutique. And when I met y'all. It was, that was attractive to me because I worked with some really large catering firms. Great. Not saying, you know, but I love because you guys look at me and say, what are we doing? What would you like to do? And I was like, well, just give me your menu. And and y'all sitting down with me and do you want Cajun? Do you want Tex-Mex? Mm-hmm. Do you want interior mix? What what mm-hmm. do you want? You have done Thanksgiving for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've done it Super all. Bowl. Yeah, it Super Bowl. Yes, Super Bowl right? and many TCU games. That's right, uh, many TCU. Many yeah. TCU games. And you know, so every time, I mean, I always go back to my favorites, which is my Oh my gosh, the Tex-Mex is fabulous. But <laughs> y'all, it was it's fabulous. They hand, I mean, they're homemade tortillas. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm just, I'm getting real Tex-Mexy here, but <laughs> the cheese and chicken enchiladas will are just to die for. My sister-in-law just had a big party with you. And yeah. I mean, just amazing. But what I love is that boutique kind of experience, but I know you're getting larger than that, which is not a bad thing because you do have that connection with your people. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, my... You know, my employees see what Paige and I have built, and it's about those relationships. We we're super big on that. Like, keep that going. Even if we hire two more people, you guys need to really relay our message, and that's creating those connections and that boutique experience. 
Absolutely. So let's talk about this. You have your employees. Mm-hmm. You have people that have been with you for a while, correct? Mm-hmm. And in, in the industry, we're going to talk about your bio as well, but how difficult was the shutdown and how difficult was it keeping employees? Because that's what I'm Sharice Henry and I've talked about this, her, she and the food and beverage industry. How difficult of times and still, right? It, it, it was hard. The, when it first started, we just saw all of the calls come in, all the emails, rebooking, canceling, and it was close to a million dollars that just vanished in sales. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was, it was quite a bit. Um, but my employees stepped up and said, boss man, what do we do? What do you want to do? Do we, <clears throat> do we do kits? Do we want to do to-goes? I'm like, let's do everything. And we did. My, my chefs created kits. We went out to neighborhoods. We adapted. We were lucky enough that we didn't furlough our employees. We kept everybody on staff. So it, it played out. Uh, to our advantage um, last year. Mm-hmm. It was great because as soon as the mandate started getting lifted here, mm-hmm. we just had calls left and right. <sighs> I mean, we're doing from September until the end of the year, anywhere from four to five events on a Saturday, any given weekend. There was one where we did seven. Whoa. But it was great because we still kept all of our employees. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And they know how valuable they are Mm -hmm. and they know how loyal you are Mm -hmm. as well and vice versa. That is, that's so great because I've heard the opposite and I've heard what you're saying as well too. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember that first weekend when we were, we were in Mexico and I remember the girls, (laughs) Kennedy's sorority sisters were with us over there and they were, I just, we didn't turn the TV on the entire time. The day before we left, TV on, talking about Harvard shutting down, all these schools shutting down. They're like, wow, what if we get an extra week of, of, of spring break? How cool would that be? I went, TCU will never shut down. Mark my word and pack your bags. Let's go. You know, so then look what happened. Mm -hmm. I remember coming home and that weekend, before shutdown, I'm sure, went to a restaurant and one that we frequent often, mm-hmm. know the staff. And I say this because I'm, I've am i been in the industry for years, but that we they were doing curbside. And it was that first weekend of, they didn't know what the hell curbside was. I mean, yeah. all, everybody lined up. They had me, people outside yelling at it. I mean, it was just everybody. So it was chaos. And I remember this woman, and I did say to her, Ooh. I said, they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Give them, give the bus boy a break. You know what I mean? And so that time when your staff was saying, let's make kits, mm-hmm. right? You had to regroup, right? We did. Yeah, we did. And we, we had to change how we... We do business, how we um, how we have to deliver. And really what was really cool about uh, the first couple of months, I mean, obviously it was it was horrible, but it was cool to see not just our employees um, step up, but how they they adapted as well. Uh, like even James, James mm-hmm. became our delivery driver um, and Vicky as well. Another server, she became our delivery driver as well. And so that way we can go off to neighborhoods and drop off food, um, until we can figure out how we're going to change everything, change our, basically our our business plan. Business plan, (laughs) Exactly. Because everyone, if you haven't been to Magdalena's looking over downtown Fort Worth Mm -hmm. and multiple little venue sites, um, I went Mm -hmm. to your open house, in the summer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this right. summer, it's passing. Mm-hmm. And um, 
just fabulous wedding venue, beautiful. And so you do supper clubs, you do that once a month. Um, it depends on our catering schedule. Right. So when we first started supper club, the reason we started supper club is we knew that there was going to be some slow times, uh, with catering that we weren't going to be booked on certain months just cause you know, January, February is slow. So we decided to create supper club as a way for people to you know, come try the food. Um, and we're still giving our employees hours and giving them options for them to, to make some cash as well. It was, you know, our fake restaurant and still is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we started with just our brides that we cater to and clients and we invited them and it slowly started just growing. Just and, growing. Yeah. Growing it's amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So you have your catering, you have mm-hmm. the events, mm-hmm. you have um, you have the supper clubs and mm-hmm. the food truck. Food truck as the well. The food truck. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky enough to, to go in Fort Worth, sometimes they're around the corner from you in your mm-hmm. neighborhood. So Thursday nights right now, is, especially right now we are in uh, February. Mm-hmm. And so rodeo. That's right. Thursday nights. You have four thirty to four thirty to seven thirty, and a mm-hmm. and different and different and is it a set menu or it's it's a set menu um, traditional. This is where my guys get super traditional uh, with the menu: pozole, pork pozole. We have uh, the trompo, mm-hmm. uh, the tacos. We have carne asada, really nice carne asada, ribeye tacos, um, and. It's couple of, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. So you go on Thursday nights mm-hmm. and you go there to your venue. Mm-hmm. And you, in what area of town is that? In the north side. The north we're side. off of Grand Avenue. We're right across the street from Oakwood Cemetery. Yes, which you is are. The <laughs> oldest cemetery in Fort Worth, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of history there too. There is. Yeah. There's I a know. lot of history. Isn't that so fun? Mm-hmm. But you are bursting at the seams right now, aren't you? <laughs> we we are. <laughs> we are. Isn't that great though? Mm-hmm. It's so great. I mean, I mean, it's, it's so nice to grow. It is. So let me talk to you. You grew up in Chicago, right? Born born and raised. Born and raised Mm -hmm. in Chicago. What brought you to Texas? My mom, my mom was relocated down, uh, down here. Uh, She worked for Motorola. She did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they opened up the plant, which was off of Beach Street back in the day. Asked her if she wants to open up uh, one of the prototype labs at the new location. And she said, sure, why not? We'll be closer to my mom, you know, uh, my mother-in-law, because um, her mom had moved to the valley down by the border. Mm-hmm. And then my, my, my dad's mom, Magdalena, she lived in Monterey. Right. So like, oh, yeah, we'll be closer to everyone. So it only makes sense. And, and you, that was a happy move for you? Uh, I hated the move. <laughs> uh, How old were you? I was a freshman in high school. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Mom. And I was um, accepted to the high school that I wanted to go to. I was going to an all-boys Catholic school uh-huh. um, called St. Joseph. Okay. And they had the number three uh, soccer team in Illinois. And the main reason I wanted to go there because the um, one of the coaches was scouting me, so they got me. Um, you were mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I still remember uh, that the night my mom walked in, I was on the phone with my girlfriend and mom said, hey, we got to have a family meeting. I'm like, we never have Everything. family meetings. <laughs> never. What? <laughs> what is going on? What's going on? She's like, yeah, just meet us downstairs. <sighs> and she's like, well, we're moving to Texas. I'm like, when? What's like, Texas? <laughs> in, in two weeks. I'm like, what? <gasps> what? Yeah. 
No. I'm staying here. No. <laughs> what, what do you, what, no. Oh. I just started started high school. What? what? I'm going to be a soccer star. So we, we moved here December, uh, December 3rd. Right in the middle. Mm-hmm. At the end of the semester. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I, and I still remember I was so, I, I was mad and we were uh, driving through Illinois. It was still snowing and um, there was a blizzard coming through and we left Illinois and I fell asleep. We came into Texas and it was 85 degrees. I'm like, what's going on here? Wait, this what is happened? what? Because <laughs> for us, you know, we would drive to Mexico uh, growing up. Sure. Um, from Illinois to Monterey. Wow. When we got to Texas, that was sleepy time. Like we would just, because we knew there was nothing. nothing. Just cows <laughs> and hills and land. And when we come to Austin, we could see downtown Austin. And we had some family that lived in Austin. So we would just uh, stop and visit with them. Uh, actually, they lived in Round Rock, but we knew that the next population or <laughs> there's anything remotely close to civilization was Austin. <laughs> and then after Austin, we'd fall asleep again. Asleep again. <laughs> Flatlands again. Flatlands. Um, <laughs> that is so funny. And here you are. Mm -hmm. And when did you get over it? You're not over it. <laughs> I'm not over it. I still. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, I, I think once I, I started making my friends, um, in high school, I, I think by junior year, end yeah. of sophomore, yeah. I was, you were chilling out. Mm, on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> like, all right, we're going to be here forever. So you might just want to change is your so thought funny. process. Where did you go to high school? Western Hills. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that your soccer career was just kind of put on the back burner for, for now. When mm -hmm. did you decide that culinary was your passion? Uh, I was 18, 19. Well, it, I guess 19, really, when I really uh, dove in and thought about it. I was always in the kitchen. We we ate a lot, especially when my parents sent me down to Monterey uh, for the summer and for the winters. I mean, it was all it was a just eating all the time. Going out, grandma would cook, uncle would cook, big cookouts. Um, so it wasn't until eighteen, nineteen uh, that I thought about making it a career. I was working at Steak Nail. Steak and ale. Mm -hmm. You're not old enough to know that. <laughs> oh, You're just not. My ex-husband was a bartender there. Oh, so. yeah? Uh, <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what Steak well, and Ale is. Uh, I loved Steak and Ale. And I started as a, as a busboy in the dishwasher. You did. When I was 17. And the GM there, uh, Angie Batista, she was awesome. Um, she was the I think the one person that steered me into staying in in this in this field um so when I was 18 I wanted to take the year off like all my friends did my mom said not under my roof mm -mm. I'm like okay I'll move out yeah, here. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> um, so I moved out um but no she pushed me um to do to keep doing something so she actually she's the one that made me uh, an appointment at the Art Institute of Dallas because I love drawing. I, I love. I wanted to work for Pixar. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, that you was, have that brain. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That that was that was my my dream is to work for, go to California, work for Pixar, wow. do the Toy Story style <gasps> type of movies. Really. And we did we did a tour of the animation program, um, walking around. 
And I, I just started seeing all these designs and I was just blown away. And I told my mom, I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm good, but I'm not that good. Oh. I'm like, what else can I do? <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so the advisor's talking to me and said, well, what do you do? What, what are you doing right now? Are you working? I'm like, yeah, I work at a restaurant. Um, I grew up eating in the kitchen, cooking with family. She's like, well, we have a new culinary program. And I did, you know, I told her I, I was working at a restaurant as well. She's like, yeah, come check it out. I'll introduce you to the the master chef and a uh, big German guy and, and see what, you know, what, you know, what he can tell you about it. So I got all the information, went back to Steak and Ale, and I asked Angie, because Angie's been in business for, at that point, you know, 20 years or something like that. So I asked her, what do you think? She's like, I've been in this business for a while. I love it. And I wouldn't trade it. Wow. Just the people that I meet is what makes this all worth it. Wow. I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, I'll jump on it. But you know what? You're, um, I went to culinary school as well. I went to Johnson and Wales and, and, uh, but it was a time it was, um, Julia Childs mm-hmm. and Jeff Smith mm-hmm. in the, uh, food, the food network was not even, it was channel 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, PBS was, yeah. you watch f- cooking shows, but it was just breaking into that, that world. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I went to TCU and had a food science degree okay. and then went on, taught high school. Oh, my stars at 21 years old. <laughs> yeah. Home <laughs> economics, teaching cooking. Right. Okay. But went to culinary, but it was not really a thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Like, no. No. Um, you know, it, I, I uh, Stephen Piles, that, that entire group, uh, Richard Chamberlain talking all of those guys and, you know, they worked in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, Dean Faring and that group. But, there was my age. It wasn't the color. They weren't going to school necessarily, mm-hmm. not talking about them, but just in general. So that was a new thing. It was. Um, so I'm so impressed. You have your culinary degree because mm-hmm. that, you know, I learned so much in culinary school mm-hmm. and, but the difference between that and actually being in the restaurant, tell us about that. It's, it's <laughs> a night and day, night and day, night and day. Yeah. I've had chefs say, whatever you learned in school, just forget about it. I'm like, I just graduated. I can use. Yeah. And paid like, a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money, a lot guys. Of money. A lot of money. Yeah. Eesh. And Eesh. they're like, no, just forget about it. We're going to teach you some new techniques. You're, you'll yeah. learn a lot of stuff on the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you'll just grow. I'm like, yeah. okay. Okay. But Fine. wouldn't give for that degree, though. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, yeah. you know, um, I have, I, I've been in the media world. So I went culinary school, went right into media working for magazines and everything. And, um, I learned being the, in my unit at Johnson and Wales, two females and the rest of 19 were, were men. And I'm the only one that had never worked in a restaurant mm-hmm. And the German chef and his, oh, he's so handsome. He, he, um, he, he took me under his wing. He goes, you are a sponge. All these other kids know, think they know everything. Mm-hmm. You're the one that I can mold. And make, and it was yeah. true. It was true. I didn't know how to use that big can opener or open yeah. that big can. I had yeah. no idea. But learning and what I did learn, now I've taken it, you know, into writing and doing other things. But I wouldn't give for that. But I can't imagine going to work for you. I would never do that. <laughs> you would have fun. You had a lot of fun. Yeah, just sit out there in the corner. Yeah, yeah, everybody. I'll just talk to you all. So, but you know what? It, it, it's, it's, it's necessary, but you're right. Would you prefer to have an educated from a university 
employee or would you prefer to just teach them from the I mean, or, or is everyone different? Everyone's different. And I have both mm-hmm. um, on on staff. I have both who have gone to, you know, a four year college, a two year college, culinary school. And there's some that have worked their way up. Um, you know, it, 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 everyone's different. And uh, all I look for, what I look for is, is somebody that's willing to learn, who can take uh, advice and not be uh, offended. Because um, this, culinary, the culinary, as you know, culinary field, trends change, everything changes mm. so often, and you're adapting and you're, you're trying to change the menus. And sometimes I'm not going to like something you're going to create and I'm going to tell you. But it's 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 a person that's mature that can take those those oh, critiques. Yeah. Yeah. I have the construction mm-hmm. constru- constructive, constructive criticism. criticism. There right. we go. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. So I mean, it is everyone. It is the person. I have mm-hmm. to say, you know, and I have people that in in my career in my life that work with me or for me. Mm-hmm. Same thing. May be educated in social media, may not be, but it's the passion that's driven, and and our world is passion. It is. So you graduated, and you then where did you go? I went to Classic Cafe in okay. South Lake and Roanoke. Okay, um, worked there for about a year. It was great. Um, American cuisine, a lot of the traditional um, rest or dishes that we did were like a, a chicken fried steak, but with a portobello gravy. Uh, so it's your, your modern twist on traditional right. uh, recipes. Uh, I was there for a year, year and a half. And then I started to work in downtown Fort Worth mm-hmm. um, at a place at that time, a concept called Angeluna. Or mm-hmm. Angel- well, it started with, with Zolan and Zoe. <clears throat> Excuse me. Zolan, Zoe. And then after about a year, they bought Angeluna. Mm-hmm. And I was the sous chef at Angelina. Wow. It was great. It was it? Especially when Bass Hall had performances. Oh, wow. It was busy. Busy. Busy, busy. And that just drives an excitement and energy, mm-hmm. right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. that was a fun concept. It was fun. Wow. It was fun because I was able to work all three. And mm. I was there all day. But when you're skipping from place to place, it hours don't matter. You're wow. just seeing different people and makes it fun. Right. And yeah. you're young and you're learning because you're mm-hmm. thinking about Magdalena's in the future, mm-hmm. right? That's right. right. <laughs> then you That's have, right. I, I love hearing where the you, the chefs go. So I, I just want to hear, I want to hear. So you had that concept mm-hmm. and you went there. Went, yeah. I uh, had those and then went down to Cleburne to open up a super supper concept. Right. Um, wasn't my cup of tea. It's just, I was missing the the fast pace, mm-hmm. you know, vibe from a restaurant. So I looked around and the friend said to go um, check out Rough Creek Lodge. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was great. Gerard. Yeah. Oh, so fabulous. Yes, he he's awesome. Learned a lot. Um, I think I was there for about six months or a year. And like I said earlier, if it wasn't for the drive, I'd, I'd, I would have been working there for a while. Right. It, it was a great place. Beautiful. Beautiful. Everything's made from scratch, flown in, fresh fish, local farmers that bring in pigs and microgreens and salads. And it was great. Great. And the scenery out there is just beautiful. But the drive. The drive, yeah. What is (laughs) it, 45 minutes probably? Uh, From where I was, it was 45 minutes. Wow. Mm. Once I moved a little further, it was about an hour and 10, hour and 15. But, you know, every, every step along the way, you know, 
it's like the, before you worked there, you, you knew that that's not what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. but man, what you learn, mm-hmm. you learn what you don't want to do. That's right. Right. That's right. You know? Yeah. So you did, you did a stint in Fort Worth, New York, right? Yeah, New York. So after uh, Rough Creek Lodge, I wanted to move back to Fort Worth and a friend was working at Lonesome Dove and said, hey, come apply. Uh, come talk to Tim. He's looking for for new people. Uh, so I did. I had an interview with with Tim and and said I have a, a sous chef, AM sous chef, uh, pastry chef position if you, if you want it. Um, and so I said, yeah, absolutely. I'll take it. You took the pastry chef job. Yeah. You did? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was working. I was doing all the, the pastries, working uh, the AM, and then I would do the uh, the banquet dinners at night. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because my brain does not pastry. You know what I mean? And we, we learned it. Of course yeah. we, we, yeah. you know, I say I served my time. <laughs> I had a really mean French professor that didn't speak English and mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're mean. <laughs> I flirted my ass off. To man, to, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it worked. Let me tell you, I did it, girl. Sorry. Awesome. Did it. <laughs> Did it, but um, yeah, it was tough. But that is impressive because pastry—that is a science. I learned after that I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> patience. I it's patience. Yeah, it is. I patience. don't have that. You don't have, especially it. when working the line where you're busy and you're, you know, you're trying to pump out 400 plates oh in gosh. you know two three hours. It's it's a lot. That yeah, it's a lot, and you you. Just to sit there and wait for the mm. flan to cook, or you know your souffle to rise at the right, to, you know at the right stage. Mm-hmm. It just, I just can't. Can't do <laughs> I it. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good. I, I'm. I'm going to say this because you. You said you have a sweet tooth. I do. You do. And really bad. I have in front of me his Spanish homemade flan, mm. which looks fabulous. Uh, uh, and I actually love making flan. The, I the, love the flan. sugar, the caramel, caramelized sugar. Um. I have this in front of me. Where did you develop this or did your grandmother? Is this, was this now? They're all this. No, it's just, just something that I developed and the chefs develop and it's just basic, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it is we, basic. It is. We don't, we don't, and my guys know we don't get complicated with a, with a, a lot of our things. As long as we flavor them right, if, as long as we caramelize the sugar correctly, all the recipes are, are pretty much the same. Yeah, and I'm reading this because I was going to work on this because the recipe is, if this is Tuesday and it's coming out tomorrow, um, whole milk, white sugar, mm-hmm. eggs, lemon, villanola, and water. That's, That's it. it. That's Everything it. you have at home. That's it. I mean, and it's all technique on this it's too. It's all technique. Okay, don't yeah. burn the sugar. Yeah, put foil over your um, uh, your pan and uh, just enough water. Make sure when you 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 have a steady hand, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to slosh. slosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're putting it in a bay marie, right? Yes, yeah. Bay so marie. that's right. What pan? Because I have on here. What kind of what kind of pan do you use for for the pond? Whatever size uh, uh, cup you're using, I like to use that same size pan. Okay. Um, so if you're using like a two to three inch uh, size flan mm-hmm. or I guess like, you can even use creme brulee cups. Okay, individual. Um, individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the individual. Right. Um, you just get something that's maybe a couple inches taller no. than that. This is just. I don't like to use a deep, deep mm-hmm. one. You try to keep it all level. Uh, y'all, flan is so fabulous. I love it. You're gonna find this recipe for sure. So okay, so we we got you in in New York mm-hmm. working with Tim, yeah. Chef Tim Love, yeah. and um, then you got back. You came back to Fort Worth, and I we were sitting here talking about. Um, this is obviously. 
I don't even know. We're not even post-COVID yet, but I don't even know what we're calling what we are yeah. anymore. But living in New York, you know, I mean, what a fun time. You were living there, but it's a short time. Here. It was fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. There's one story that I'll never forget, and uh, it kind of just uh, set the tone for the rest of the the year there, just to have fun. We uh, We haven't opened up the restaurant yet. We were in the construction period, so we all went out. And we, we, it was probably one in the morning, two in the morning. We stopped at this restaurant cause we were super hungry and we walked in, sat down and gave us the menu and we're just looking and we're, I mean, we were pretty drunk too. <laughs> then there's that. And I'm like, well, you know, I want this, this, and this. And Tim's like, no, get one of everything. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, one of everything. Like one of the appetizers. And he looked at the, the server. He's like, no. Um, I, one of everything on the menu. He's like, like literally everything. He's like, yes. So <laughs> they should start coming out. The servers piling stuff be on the table behind us. I mean, every little inch of the table, the booths were just taken up by plates. <laughs> I'm like, it was only four of us. Oh, stop. Five of us. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. We're not going to leave empty. No. You know, or, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great food. It was just great food. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. That was continuing yeah. education for you, it was, basically. It right? was. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, it was a business expense. We uh, we learned that that night exactly. how much we can handle and what exactly. kind of food we're in for. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then you work for our dear friend, Mike McAuliffe at I Riata. Mm-hmm. What a great place. Yeah, that's right? my last stop before starting our business. <laughs> the last stop. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? 2015 yeah. y'all started, right? 2015. Okay, yeah. y'all. So he's he met his bride at Riata. Mm-hmm. And what was your position? You were executive I chef. I was executive chef. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. Was that your first executive chef position or? Um, I was chef de cuisine, which is executive chef right. uh, with Tim. Well, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. So moving back to Fort Worth downtown and just seeing all the people, that is a massive restaurant too. Massive. Massive. Mm-hmm. I mean- yeah. We have two kitchens. I don't know if um, people know uh, the scale that Riata is. We have a prep kitchen in the basement. Um, we have the main kitchen on the first floor, and then we have the roof kitchen. Right. Yeah. Massive. Massive. That seats 600 people between all four floors. Oh, my God. And on a Saturday night, I mean, you're, you got 600 to 900 covers. Mm-mm. It's crazy. Now, that's massive. Mm-hmm. So... Did you ever go out to Alpine to that location? Mm-hmm. You I did. did. Yeah. You did. That was fun out there. Yeah, very we, different, right? Very different. <laughs> very different. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> Night and day. Calm, not calm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So you met Paige, your lovely bride, mm-hmm. and she was catering director. Is that uh, right? Catering coordinator. Coordinator. Mm hmm. And y'all met. Yeah, we met. Love at on. first sight. Or yeah, you we actually <laughs> we went to, we had a catering, a breakfast catering. We went to Starbucks. And that's the first time we actually started talking. Yes. Um, I was just busy with everything. I didn't have time to sit down and get to know her, uh, even just because we're working together. Sure. And that was the first time we, you know, we we talked and we, we were having a good time. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun. It was a, I guess it was our first date without knowing it was our date. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you started your business. When did you know? That you wanted your own, your own. 
Um, I've that's always been in the plan. I've always wanted my own uh, my own business, but um, it wasn't until my grandmother passed away that I said, you know what, life's just too short. You just never know, and I think it's time we we go. Your grandmother Magdalena, Magdalena. Mm-hmm. which is the the namesake of your mm-hmm. restaurant. Yep. You would go to Monterey mm-hmm. in the summers mm-hmm. before you knew you, you were going to be a soccer star at that point. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when you went to Monterey, nice Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You heard it here, everyone. Um, when you went and she took you to the farmers markets and taught mm-hmm. you open mm-hmm. fire cooking and Monterey. Where does, does Monterey fit into your business plan as far as cuisine? Um, when we do our supper club, it's all the, the, the grilling options that we do. Like we just did a whole roasted pig, um, over a live, live fire. And that, that was, that took me back to our Christmases and our, um, our birthday parties, Mm -hmm. you know, the tortillas, the uh, the simple uh, empanadas that that we make as well. Um, so there's a, there's a little it's a, bits and pieces of our menu that we tie into mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. me eating empanadas my whole life. <laughs> my gosh, so good, so ridiculously good. You've done empanadas for us. I think you did That's an right. empanada bar, and it's mm-hmm. just so. Amazing. My husband, I'm like, get out of the kitchen. Let me give him a minute. Um, so your paella. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. That. I make a mean paella, but yeah, y'all win. Thank you. You do. You do. It's fabulous. And I'm so picky. Your open house, I mean the massive paella pans. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with paella, please explain what paella yeah, is. Yeah, paella is one of the, the most traditional dishes from Spain. Mm. Uh, and it's a rice dish that's made in this um, this cazuela that's probably three inches deep, uh, if that. Um, just depends. And, you know, I, I don't want to compare it to other things, but sometimes when I try to get the point across to people who've never heard of paella, I try to tell them it's like the Spanish version of jambalaya in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got chicken, you got chorizo, you can put mussels, you can put shrimp. Um, you know, we uh, honeymoon in Spain. So we ate paella from Barcelona, Madrid, and St. Sebastian just to compare all of them. Sure. And then finally we we met some locals in St. Sebastian who was telling us really the history of, of everything um, and said, you know, when you go down to Madrid, um, that region, your pie is going to be more lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, you got seafood in Barcelona, up and up north, and St. Sebastian, it's more reddish because of mm-hmm. how close they are to the pimento, you know, region yes. of, of France and Upper Spain, paprika, saffron. saffron. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I could do a variation of all those. And <laughs> we, it. it's it's been evolving. It's so beautiful. It's so fabulous. Look at uh, look at their Instagram and beautiful, beautiful photos because it is heavenly. It's just it's, y'all. It's yeah, it's so it's, it's it's fun at events because it, it it's a conversation piece and mm-hmm. and what I like when we do paella is that there's a lot of people who've been to Spain and it brings back a little bit of memory of when they either went to Spain or even Mexico because they've had paella in Mexico. Um, so getting getting to hear those stories is what just makes it, makes it fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so tell me, 
and people always ask me this, and I hate when they ask this, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you. So, <laughs> What is your favorite thing to cook? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like paella. Do you? I do. I like making paella. Mm-hmm. Um, it's relaxing. It, it if you take your time on it, it, and you get the the little burnt pieces of socarrat at the mm-hmm. bottom. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta. At this point, I have patience for that. Um, I don't have patience for desserts, but I do have patience for paella. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So I was looking at your um, at your at your menus for supper club, mm-hmm. and what I did see quite a bit of is Asian fusion. Yeah, this month we did Asian fusion, uh, a little Japanese. I've been to Spain or Spain. I've been to Tokyo twice um, in 2018, 2017, and I love I love Japan. Good food. Uh, they're passionate about all the ingredients, flavor. everything, flavor. <laughs> I didn't have a bad bite. I was eating sushi at six in the morning and Ugh. yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was, I was in heaven. Oh I didn't want to leave. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> so, you know, and what makes Supper Club great is that um, my chefs are so um, involved in it as well. My junior chefs, my sous chefs, my, my, my chef de cuisine or exec chef, they all collaborate and that's what makes the supper club so special is that they all have a little piece of what what we do for the menu. That is and so great. This menu was, you know, a collaboration between all of them and they took um my travel to Tokyo as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. So You know, it's amazing too how much travel you you is necessary. It is. I mean, even across the United States, food trends you and I both know, flavor profiles change. Mm-hmm. I mean, menu items change and um it's just a challenge. I mean, it is yes. because one year it's up and one year it's mm-hmm. down, you know? So, That's right. um, how are, how is the supply chain right now with sourcing, sourcing every ingredient that you need? It's getting a little better. Horrible last year. Ugh. I was, we had to change things and we had to get creative with our, even our, our plastic, uh, wear, our to go wear for, um, uh, we have concessions. We took over concessions out in uh, Graham or Grayford mm-hmm. at a place called Rocker B. And it's a baseball facility for Little League, uh, but also a resort. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, we sell 500 Gatorades. Uh, uh, I mean, really everything that deals with concessions. Getting Gatorades, getting mm. some water bottles, none is existent. And I kept calling. I'm like, I called my rep and said, hey, when are we getting Gatorades? It's like, hmm. Yeah, good luck. I'm like, okay. You're kidding me. It's just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I absolutely love the quiche Lorraine at Eatsy's. Mm. And they make it. It's fabulous. I mean, yeah. it's good. And again, I'll make a good one. But <laughs> the little tiny ones, and I went in and talked to their um their their executive chef. I'm like, mm-hmm. why aren't we getting these? And he was like, I can't get the tins, the pans. Mm-hmm. They're sitting on a boat. Yeah. I can't do it. And I'm like, are you? You know, so y'all, y'all don't, we, we don't think about these yeah. kind of things. Yeah, you know? no, we don't. You know, it's just, yeah. it's amazing how much it's affected, not just the food and beverage industry, but every single. Topo Chico. R- Topo Chico. Oh, That's right. You, we, could, we couldn't find Topo Chico. We had to switch over to Rambler. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. You can go to the store and get them, but when you're, you're, you, when you need 
10 cases of Topo Chico, Mm-mm. it's not worth going from store to store, snatching up the only case that they have, if they have any. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and when you have a supper club at your event, it is BYOB, is it that is right? It is BYOB. And yeah. tell me, tell everyone that why that's, that is why it's BYOB. Yeah, my, my zoning doesn't allow me to have a liquor license. That's, okay. Mm-hmm. You're zoning. Zoning. I w- I'm zoned to, to have events, mm-hmm. but part of the zoning um, was no um, no bars, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I can probably get rezoned, but I would have to go through the whole process, and it's 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 a lot. Right. Um, no bars, no strip clubs. Oh, uh, darn. No, I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> huh. Well, there goes that business plan right. out the window. <laughs> It'll work for you, Paige. <laughs> uh, wow. And, and no, no tattoos, no tattoo shops, oh, okay. parlors. Yeah. <laughs> like no tattoos yeah. in the food industry? <laughs> no, that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, wow. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you have yep. a big supper club coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. it, which is, no, 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 wait. It's the 12th and 14th, 12th and 14th of February. Uh, February. That's right. And y'all, if you are interested, in the supper clubs or the food trucks, the the um, schedule, you just go to their website at magdalenas.com. Mm-hmm. And of course, at Magdalena's TX is basically, there's so many beautiful pictures, but like right now is the menu is up on it is. your stories and on your Instagram. Yeah. So talk to me about the menu for the 12th and the 14th of February. Um, caviar, champagne, just your, your basic, not basic, but your traditional like higher end uh, dishes. I think we have a lobster bisque on there as well. Uh, but we are teaming up with local vendors and mm-hmm. uh, the Rouge Collective. She's gonna, she's really doing the design for um, for the space. And there's a lot of cool little surprises. Like I can't say can't too say much, it. but no. one's a key. You get a key for something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That could be. It's gonna be fun. It's I, a lot of fun. I know. And I that s- music. I believe we have a musician playing as well. And, that's such a great idea because Valentine this year in 2022 is on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And so you're offering it Saturday and Monday. Saturday, Monday. That is so great. Yeah. And um, you you make your reservations. You go to your website. It's through Resi. Resi. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And you be BYOB. BYOB. That's the, that's the best part that people love about Supper Club. No joke. And it's. Great for me because I get to try some of these really nice wines. <laughs> One, you want to try this 1962 Levita? I'm like, what? Sure. <laughs> Twist my no. arm, people. <laughs> it's like, I brought this bourbon that I've been wanting to open. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> not just any bourbon. <laughs> it's so funny. So do you provide the glassware? We do. We provide glassware. You Just bring your... Just BYOB? Uh, BYOB, yeah. We have limes, lemons, if you just want to do, you know, a, a vodka, lime, you know, soda. So great. Uh, we do have some mixers as well. We have Mexican Coke. Uh, we'll have Topo Chicos if we, we can get them. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold us to it, please. Wow. Um, but yeah, we we have mixers if you we just want to bring vodka or something like that. That's so great. Well, I believe in you so, so much. Thank and you. I believe in your people and... I was living in Austin and I had my people there and, yeah. and, you know, just 
like, I'm never going to find whatever, but right <laughs> away, I found it very, oh, very well, quickly. And I'm just so proud of y'all and you. what you've got going on. And I can't wait to watch you grow. And uh, but don't forget about me, okay? No, never. <laughs> no, not at all. Never, no. ever. Of course not. Of course not. Well, everybody, go celebrate with Magdalena's. You can plan, oh my gosh, beautiful weddings mm-hmm. and just events at the yin yang over there. Yeah. Um, Chef Juan, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me. Come yeah. back. Yes. I, I will. We'll do. And I'm going to get you. on Resi here in a minute, yes, for sure. Yes, <laughs> um, And again, Magdalena's TX, and it's M-A-G-D-A-L-E-N-A-S-T-X.com is the website, a beautiful mm-hmm. website. And Magdalena's TX is the Instagram. Yes. And yeah. um, y'all go over and see them. Supper Club, food truck, for sure. And everybody, go and rate and review this. Hey, subscribe. And oh, my goodness, we're trying to get up in that podcast world. So help me out, everyone. Let us know what you like to hear. And everyone, thank you so much. Mmm, this sounds so good. And everyone, keep being fabulous. 